you have inside of you a, a drive that just wants to keep going. And I love it personally. It keeps me going, keeps me active, keeps my brain moving. We were going to call the company 450 at one time, but we did a lot of surveys and with our background. And it's funny, 50-year-olds still think they're 20, but 60-year-olds are realistic. That's why we want to cater to that crowd of 60 and over and really take our entrepreneurship. We've all failed at times and built up businesses. We understand the economics behind it. We're not afraid to go after uh, new products, investigate new areas, just talk to people. I know that this is a generation of different types of communication and we are still a little old fashioned. Sometimes I like to just pick up the good old phone calling and talk to people, but it's how you treat people. And we're only as good as the networking system that we have and the suppliers that we have and the, how we treat them. So in a nutshell, I love the entrepreneurial world, looking at some other things that I want to do too beyond this business. So you never know what's going to come up next, but you always got to keep your doors open and keep looking for that good opportunity if it makes sense. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, Thanks very much for joining us, and please subscribe to the show so you hear about all of our upcoming episodes and you can enter our latest golf product giveaway. Before we get started, I'm excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Sendcaster, has become a new sponsor of the show. Check out the discount link in the show notes and stay tuned for why I love using Zencaster for the podcast. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today my guest is Jim Plum co-founder of 460, which is a one-of-a-kind online community dedicated to enhancing the game of golf for golfers over 60. So with having said that and not revealing too much, Jim, hey, thanks so much for joining us today and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. Well, thank you, Colin. It's uh, great to be here and hope all is well where you are. It's uh, beautiful and sunny here in Southern California. Well, I'm a little jealous because it is rainy. Well, I do live in a rainforest up here in Vancouver, and my wife grew up here. I grew up in Toronto when I moved here, and I used to moan and groan in the wintertime about how rainy it was, and she would always say to me, just look me in the eye, deadpan, and goes, you know you moved to a rainforest, right? It's like, all right, fine. <laughs> so, you know what? But the great thing is, is uh, this is the only place in Canada we can play all year around. So I just put on my rain gear, and I play right through the winter, which I don't have to worry about ultraviolet exposure, which is one of the things we're going to touch on here today, Jim. There's going to be lots of great things the impact and the purpose that you and your business partner, co-founder Ralph, have that we're going to talk about. But to get us started here, Jim, we always like to have this icebreaker question. And that is, tell us about the first time you ever picked up a golf club, that experience, and also share with us what you consider the golf experience in your life, the one thing that puts a smile on your face. Well, I think as far as golf, going back in my day, uh, probably playing with my dad in Michigan. He was a doctor here and he was very busy and we used to take a month off in Michigan. I was probably four or five years old and I would go out and play golf with him with some cut down golf clubs that he made for me. So that was my starting point in golf and probably my highlight. I wish I could say I had a hole in one. I wish I could say that I've shot a perfect round of golf, but being 68 years old, I think my highlight was shooting 82 once at Friendly Hills Country Club. The highlight was getting two birdies on that round. So that would be my highlight as far as that and looking at the best golf courses around. And I played quite a few of them, but I've never shot better than an 82 at one time. I'm a 20 plus handicap now, so I'm going in the wrong direction from where I used to be. 
But it sounds like you still have plenty of golf left in you, Jim. And that is one of the many reasons, the layers of why you and Ralph have created 460 Golf. So we always love to share the entrepreneurial journey, the aha moment, your why and your purpose. So why don't you give us a bit of a backstory first? Let's start here. Let's start of the formation with you and Ralph a couple of years ago as you're thinking about 460 Golf. Talk about your why why you had the energy and then decided to go for it and create this community. Okay, great question. Uh, Ralph and I have, have known each other for years and years. Ralph's background is Procter & Gamble, worked his way up and went to uh, Starkist Tuna and Nine Lives Cat Food. And I worked with him there. I was on the supply side of the business. And he and I was just uh, high energy people that we stayed in touch over the years. Ralph went on to more marketing and then started a very, very successful PR agency in Seattle sold that business and retired and came down to San Juan Campestrano. My background has been always in marketing and I also have a display and fulfillment promotion company. So we have just stayed in touch over the years. When he moved back down from Seattle, he called me up and we got together for golf and that was probably two years ago. And then about a year, year plus, we started chatting after playing golf and Ralph's probably a 25 plus handicap. And we just started saying to ourselves, nobody seems to want to help out guys that are our age. And uh, how could we do something to get involved with the 60 and over crowd? We all can't hit the ball like DeChambeau and every uh, golf tournament, they're always showing you the longer driver or the longer this and that. So he and I just started chatting and kind of one thing led to another, Colin, and uh, we started playing around with some concepts of what we would put on products as far as that goes. And the formation of 460 started. Golf's more important to golfers 60 and over, in my opinion. We play twice as many rounds, 36 rounds versus 18 rounds, and it's more central point of our social life. And Ralph and I both agree that older guys like to sit around and play their game of golf and enjoy the social aspect of the game. I can tell you it's a different game. Our swing speeds are slower. We're more likely to get back fatigue. We deal with joint and back pain. We deal with arthritis. We need to be more concerned with the risk of skin cancer and melanoma, which you and I can get more into and trends and to manifest itself with older folks, especially golfers who spend four to five hours outside in the sun. Like you were talking a little bit, we are a neglected lot. The golf industry focuses on exploits of the young and studs and their ability to hit 350-yard drives, while us mature folks are hoping to hit a 350-yard hole. And if we're lucky on a par four, get there in two shots. So we started 460 to create a unique community that spoke differently to golfers 60 and over. Their joy of the game, their constraints, the slower swing speed, their concerns, the sun, and provide solutions like our wide brim hats and 12 degree drivers, CBD products, and our golf grips. That's kind of a quick overview, Colin. Yeah, well, thank you for that, Jim. And I, we're certainly going to drill down into some of the elements, the components of what you're offering with 460 Golf. Where I, I did want to start is, well, you know, let's start with the size of the market. You looked at this, and my understanding here is there's over 10 million golfers in the U.S., so if there's 25 million recreational golfers, that if I do the math correctly, that's roughly 40% of all golfers are in your wheelhouse here, or, or your audience, or your tribe. 
That's a massive audience. And also their spending power is is big too. And also the recreational time they have as compared to younger golfers that are in the midst of families and careers. So why don't you share with us how you and Ralph then decided where you wanted to start with 460 Golf? Because I know you've got lots of different offerings and it's one of these things you can talk about. If you're not careful, you can try to boil the ocean, do everything for everybody. So how did you decide what was the first one or two things that you offered when you created the online community that you wanted to create to connect with older golfers? Well, the first area was really sun protection. I've had a case of melanoma and like all golfers in general, that almost 60% of all golfers that wear baseball caps don't get sun cancer or some kind of melanoma on their ears and on their face and on their edges of their cheeks. So it's a big area of concern that I've always had. I'm a wide brim hat kind of guy. I still go out on the golf course and I see a lot of people my age still wearing baseball caps because, again, the golf industry pushes that area. So the wide brim hats under our sun protection on our website is a big area and a big concern of mine. We also have a program working with the American Melanoma Foundation, and we have a campaign that will be coming out next year to take it to the brim working along with them, we're going to try to get people more aware of sun cancer and melanoma, trying to protect themselves. And as such, we've added sun sleeves, which became a big plus of our program, their UPF 50 sleeves. And now we have long sleeve, lightweight golf polo shirts. We're going to be adding some some sunglasses that have cheaters in them for older guys. Okay. Uh, we're also going to be adding some sunscreen that's really set up for older so sun protection is, is a huge area for us. And then in the wellness area, that's another huge category for me and for Ralph. We have a lot of aches and pains as we get older, Colin. And you being a younger guy than I, uh, maybe not as many uh, aches and pains, but we've added a thousand milligram cream that you rub on to take away that arthritic pain that you might have, that back pain, that neck pain. It's an anti-inflammatory And then we also added a 500 milligram roll-on so you could pack it in your golf bag as you're walking around. And if you have a quick ailment on your knee or your back or your elbow or something, you can rub that on. And we're also going to be adding some other things, an energy drink to help people get through that back nine fatigue, because it's pretty well proven that everybody has a worst round on the back nine, usually three to five strokes worse than they do on the front nine. So we're going to try to see if we can help our age group out a little bit with that. Along with the wellness, we also have arthritic gloves and grips. So those are the two main areas that we started with. And then we've added some golf components as well. We have a 12 degree driver to get the ball a little higher in the air. We have a half chipper for those guys that like to hit around the green and chip it up closer and and not use a wedge. We also have a two-sided chipper when you're down by the water and you can't get your feet just quite right or you're by a tree and you need something to get around that. So we have a wedge and we also going to have a putter at some point that has like a four degree loft to it, uh, which will be better for the older group. Again, we call ourselves mature or older, but uh, Colin, that's kind of our lineup right now of products, but we're going to be looking at almost anything. And uh, on our website, we have people send us ideas all the time about some products we should look into. And so it's been great with our newsletter and communicating with our age and our people what they're looking for and how we can help them out to get them the right product at the right price. Got it. Got it. Well, I am looking at your website. I do see the 
460 UPF 50 wide brim hat, which you are sporting today. Of course, our yeah. listeners cannot see you. You look very handsome with that hat. That suits you. I got to get one of those. I think, and the shirt. I think that could work for me. I just want to let our listeners know that Jim and I will be jumping on our Zoom video call for an extended conversation where we'll be asking some different questions. So, hey, if you want to see uh, how handsome Jim looks in that hat and that shirt, make sure to jump on our Mod Golf YouTube channel and watch our uh, our interview there afterwards, which we will include the link in the show notes, of course. So what I love about what Ralph and you are doing here, Jim, is that all the pain points, as we call it, when you're putting a business together, those gaps in the market, the things that are necessary for the market that you're targeting, the, the customers, you and Ralph are experiencing those firsthand for like talked about between yourself as a cancer survivor and with the hat and being an advocate in that area also. And then you talk about with the CBD products and the lotions that you have for arthritis. All these things are, you're suffering, I don't know if I say suffering, but you're uh, experiencing, you're experiencing, maybe suffering in some cases, suffering yet experiencing, but you're also building communities. And about community, I noticed that with 460 Golf, you're active on, on Twitter, but even more so on Facebook, which seems, especially for people that are usually 40 and over, that's kind of the place where we hang out. The young kids don't necessarily like Facebook. I know my kids roll their eyes at Facebook. <laughs> so that's probably a great place for you to build community. So talk about that. How do you interact with your community, with not your customers, but to build that community? Are you quite active on Facebook and your newsletter? So how do you connect with people to uh, to build the 460 community? Well, on our website, it's uh, prevalent with our newsletter. We have an email blast to all of our clients uh, once they've purchased products. We also have quite a growing list since we just started. We built it up quite a bit with regard to the number of people we can contact. But you mentioned Facebook. We are going to be more active on Facebook. Looking at different areas, even on our website, trying to find things that get people in our age group excited. We have the top 10 strategy mistakes in golf you should be avoiding. We have our Mike Widra golf tips. Mike is a Hall of Fame golf pro. He's on our team and our staff. Mike's in our age group, and there's 18 golf tips on there that I can tell you I've looked at them over and over, and they're the best ones that I know of. There's a lot of them that are out there, but some great golf videos from our own personal golf pro. Everything from even how to use a rangefinder to an assortment of different things that he's done to help people get out of traps, how to putt. To be honest with you, at my young age, we don't always listen, but he is very, very good, and, and we've listened a lot. And so we've gotten a lot of response from the Mike Widra videos that we've done. And so we're doing a slow launch that we did here for the first couple of months, call and get our feel for what our uh, customers are looking for. And now we feel like we can move ahead. There has been some challenges in the supply chain to add on, but we keep trying to look for the right products for our customers and curate the right products. And it's going to be an ongoing challenge to keep looking for those certain areas because some of the products that we're introducing are brand new to the marketplace. It's going to be exciting for us moving forward to keep adding to our mix of products that we are selling online. Love it. Love it. We're going to take a quick break to hear about our friends at Zencaster. Recording conversations on the Mod Golf podcast can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster makes the process quick and painless, which I love. When I started out five years ago, I had no idea how to create a podcast, but two things were clear in my mind. 
The audio quality had to be great, and recording had to be easy. Thankfully, I found Zencaster, and after recording more than 120 episodes on their browser-based platform, I can enthusiastically say that I'm a big fan. I'm obsessed with delivering quality content, and Zencaster helps make that happen by providing crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. And it's simple to use, even for my guests that aren't all that tech savvy. There's nothing to download, as they just click on the link and we start recording. People have reached out to me saying they want to start their own podcast. So if you're one of them but don't know where to begin, you can enjoy the same easy experience I have for all my podcasting needs. If you go to zencaster.com backslash pricing and enter the promo code themodgolfpod, you'll get 30% off your first three months. Or simply go to the show page for this episode and click on the link for your discount or free trial. Zencaster, it's time to share your story. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about, we touched on this in our conversation uh, before we started the show here, and I brought this term up with you with my work in, in the entrepreneurship and startup space that you were not familiar with, and that is that you and Ralph are what we call, and this is a compliment, you are seniorpreneurs, so older entrepreneurs. And the data doesn't lie that it's been proven through investment and funding uh, and success rates that older entrepreneurs a greater chance of success than younger entrepreneurs in the early 20s that have lots of energy and starting something off for the first time because yourself, and I consider myself, I'm a couple years younger than you, but I guess I'm getting close to uh, being able to be part of the 460 tribe and be considered a seniorpreneur. Maybe some may consider me one already, I don't know. But the chance of success is much greater because yourself and Ralph have all that experience in life and in your professional career things that have worked, things that haven't, and the network and community that you've built and the connectivity that your opportunity to succeed is much higher. So wanted to talk about that a little bit as far as what you see. Do you have other friends that are taking the entrepreneurial leap later in life when a lot of people are retiring and realizing there's more to life than playing golf every day, even though that sounds amazing, but find a purpose and get excited about some other things. So I know I threw a lot out there, but I want to just get your feedback on that just as far as being an older entrepreneur where this other thing that we talked about too ageism right this bias against older people figure you know neglected not only in golf and sport but also in business that if you're 65 you need to retire even though geez you can still work for another 10 15 20 years if you wanted to so just want to get your thoughts on that as far as being an entrepreneur in the second half of your life here and, and having the energy which you obviously have to do that Oh, that's uh, some great questions. You know, I'll speak on behalf of Ralph first, I think, is that uh, Ralph, having gone to Yale and gotten his degree and then gone into marketing and worked for some great companies, built himself up, saw a need up in the Seattle area for PR and, and marketing and started his own company, ran it for many years and sold it off before he went down to San Juan Capistrano. And he has that kind of drive and ability, but uh, even though he's retired here and, and a shade older than me, he still has that inner drive to make businesses go. He's failed in some and, and succeeded in some. And same with myself. I have a couple of companies that I'm involved with. You have what you, inside of you a, a drive that just wants to keep going. And I love it. Uh, personally, it uh, keeps me going, keeps me active, keeps my brain moving. It's funny, you were talking about it a little bit as we were going to call the company 450 at one time, but we did a lot of surveys and uh, with our background. And <laughs> it's funny, 50-year-olds still think they're 20, but 60-year-olds are realistic. That's why we want to try to cater to that crowd of 60 and over 
and really take our entrepreneurship. We've all failed at times and built up businesses. We understand spreadsheets. We understand the economics behind it. But there is a great networking group that you just mentioned that we've worked with. Having been in the golf industry is on the purchasing side and assisting a lot of the golf industry help with regard to what kind of products we might offer. And we're not afraid to go after uh, new products, investigate new areas, just talk to people. I know that this is a generation of different types of communication and we're still a little old fashioned. Sometimes I like to just pick up the good old phone calling and talk to people, but it's how you treat people. And we're only as good as the networking system that we have and the suppliers that we have and the, how we treat them. So in a nutshell, I love the entrepreneurial world. I'm looking at some other things that I want to do too beyond this business. So you never know what's going to come up next, but you always got to keep your doors open and keep looking for that good opportunity if it makes sense. But you got to have a good partner like I have in Ralph and have that same drive to make this happen and understand that there'll be failures along the way. It's not always going to be perfect. And it's not always going to be just the way we want it. But we talk probably every day and work through it. And with his background in PR and marketing and mine and procurement and business, it makes for a good combination. Nice. Some great entrepreneurial tips and, and nuggets of wisdom there that you just share with our audience. So thank you for those, Jim. So you're talking about with yourself and Ralph and what you're building here with community and connectivity and purpose, not only for the two of you, but also for the 10 million golfers that you're now poised to connect with and have started to connect with. And that dovetails into another conversation I want to have with the notion of connectivity, community, and purpose. And that is mental health awareness for men. And this is something Ralph and I had a conversation more about this, and I'm sure this is something you probably talk about too. And men, we are the worst at this as far as having conversations with each other, even with ourselves, just as far as removing the stigma attached to that. I can just tell with what you're doing, the fact that you're connecting with other people and staying active, that that's a big help. Can you talk about that a little bit as far as the platform, the opportunity you have here with 460, obviously with cancer prevention or awareness there and some of the other things that you're doing, but it seems to me that you've got this platform to raise awareness for mental health advocacy for men also. Yeah, I, I think again, entrepreneurial, then moving into, we're talking about here, mental health. I think I'm a very active guy as far as athletics. You know, Ralph was a former quarterback. I'm a former quarterback. We're both athletes having gone through our whole lives. And again, this golf game we love, but we're both bad. We're, you know, we admit it, 20 and 25 handicap guys. Where do you keep going and where do you keep hanging out? That it seems like this bond of golf keeps us together and in, in our friendships and keeps our mind moving. I was thinking when you said that question was when we started out, just even putting the name together and, and doing our research, thinking about our age group, we talked to a lot of people in the industry, uh, people like Gene Parente and, and Lena Ackerman and people that were doing fitness and fitness people started pushing us in a different direction. And somebody said, you know, this gal that's going to be one of our people is involved with yoga and how to make yoga for golfers. And we're all older guys. We don't exercise as much as we should. There are people that are out there that are helpful, not only at your home, but through the internet and through other ways like you're doing is to get people to be a little more active, think about what you're doing and what we're trying to do with 460 and our platform here is just to 
stay in communication, keep looking for new ideas, how to improve our game of golf through the products that we have and through the thought process. And so it's not always just a club or anything else. It's fitness. It's how you approach the game, looking at instructional videos and just improving yourself from there, Colin. Oh, I, I love that. And, and talking about the fitness aspect, and I, I know I looked at your website and you've got a blog post on there, part of the thought leadership piece that you do with 460, where you're talking about the significant health benefits for older players and even just walking those 13, 14,000 steps that you get in and around if you're not in a cart to walk a course, if you're able to do that and how... We all know with our bodies and our minds, if you don't use it, you lose it. And with golf, having that ability by building up your core strength and your balance that you just need with it, no matter what your swing is and what your swing speed is. So perhaps you could talk a bit about that as far as those health benefits that you are uh, an advocate for and that you're promoting and encouraging your community to take uh, notice of. Absolutely, Colin. Again, our age bracket is usually not going to gyms, hopefully They're working out a little bit, walking. Anytime you can walk a golf course, 18 holes, that's ideal. Uh, There's some golf courses, as you and I both know, that are up and downhill. And from that aspect, they probably should take a cart. But I think, again, there are fitness programs strictly for golf injuries. Like I had a knee replacement. And so with my knee, I had to work a long, long time to re-improve my game. I was hooking the ball, hooking the ball, and I realized what I was doing wrong because of my knee. And I think people over time with arthritis, maybe they need some help, a new glove to tighten up their grip. Again, you might pick up two strokes there. Jumbo grip, arthritic grips might help their game from that standpoint. So as we get older, our fitness, we need to think about that. And I know I've lost some weight recently and I'm hitting the ball a little further than I used to. All the aspects of golf, again, 460 is about fitness. We're about the wellness with the sun care. We're about everything to do with our age group. So what you're talking about there, Jim, it ties in really nicely to one of our previous episodes, and that was with Dr. Roger Hawks, who, out of the UK, he's leading up, he's the executive director for the Golf and Health Project. So they've done all kinds of surveys, all kinds of data, all kinds of testing, with older golfers to get them involved. And it just ties in so nicely with what you are promoting also. It's very nicely aligned. So uh, if that's something afterwards, if you'd like me to connect you with Dr. Roger Hawks, I think you and Ralph would have lots to talk about with him because you're very much like-minded and kindred spirits in, in that realm. That would be great. We would absolutely love that. We're, we're interested in anybody that wants to help us promote and improve the game of golf for guys over 60. Happy to do that. Happy to do that. And one of the other episodes we had a year or so ago was with a gentleman named Larry Gahuli. And Larry is a senior agronomist with the USGA. And he is one of the advocates spearheading the Tee It Forward program. So I don't know if you've heard of this, Jim, but it sounds like with where golfers get older, and I know our egos still get in the way, think we still hit the ball as far, we still play from the back tees, you know, and that it's miserable because you never hit a green in regulation. Changing, like removing the stigma of the red tees or the forward tees or even what we used to call them, the ladies tees, right? Number the tees and guess what? You play a shorter course, 
You're able to hit more greens. You have more birdie putts. You make more pars. Guess what? You have a bigger smile on the face at the end of the day rather than out there grinding and you shoot 124 and you're and losing 10 balls and you're just miserable. So I don't know if you've heard of that program with Tee It Forward, but is that something that, that your own golf game personally that you like to play the course a little bit shorter so you can enjoy it a little bit more and hit more greens? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that everybody still... And our age group uh, likes to play the forward tees if we can, if you're over my age. But if you're a better golfer, I understand you play where you want to hit from. But I usually try to move to the forward tees these days. And uh, it does help my game out. As you know, as we get older, we were talking, you're talking about fitness and things again. We don't hit the ball as far as we used to. And so therefore, obviously, you like to move up. But more importantly, uh, tying in with the fitness and those different areas. We talked about some of the uh, relief creams for the arthritis and some of the other areas to, again, to pick up those three, four, five strokes that you're looking to do, and whether it be through the instructional videos that we have from like Wider or anything, but it's those couple of strokes here and there can help the older golfer or the more mature golfer. And ultimately, what is the goal to be out there for four hours or so is to have fun right? To come off <laughs> for the 19th hole, you know, and remember your good shots rather than feeling you'd just been beat up and punched in the face for the last four hours or so for 18 holes. Because ultimately that's what, the, no matter what your skill level is, your experience level, it's about having fun with your friends and enjoying that You're yourself. You're absolutely right, Colin. For me now, I'll play around a golf and I'm not as worried about my total score, but if I get a couple of pars along the way, if I get a birdie, I'm pretty excited. So to me, it's all about the fellowship and the community that I play with and, and the experience. And again, that's kind of what we're trying to build here at 460. No, love it. Love it. So I noticed that you did launch in August of 2021 with 460. So you've been at it for a little bit of time. I just want to hear what type of feedback you've had talk about with startups and early growth companies about product market fit, what things people love, maybe not as much, whether they're experiences, services, or products. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? As for what have you found uh, has been your biggest seller between your hats and the creams and other things? So what has exceeded your expectations and, and perhaps even something that you thought people would love and maybe didn't hit quite in the way that you thought it would? Sure. The success parts of our business have been, number one, our um anti-inflammatory creams and roll-on have been our top sellers by far. I think that the products that we've tried to procure are really, really good. A thousand milligrams is very, very high in relief pain for your elbow or for your knee or whatever you might have. The second best selling products have been our hats. They've been huge success. And I think, again, people are starting to understand the UPF 50 and keeping the wide brim and keeping the sun off of the face. Our rangefinder compares with products that are three times more expensive has been a very, very big seller for us, too. So those are the top three, along with our clubs that we've had. But as far as I wouldn't say failures, but one of the things that we found with golf balls, we had a, uh, a Wilson golf ball, which actually has a lower compression and goes a little bit further, but people can buy golf balls just about anywhere, but we do have golf balls on there. And then I think the other thing would be some of the items that we started out with, golf bags, other things, you can buy those pretty much anywhere. And until we find something that we find is better for our age group, that's what we're going to go with. So the pluses have been better than the minuses. And now we're going to go, uh, after our six months here, we're going to go full bore next year. 
We hope again with the program with the American Melanoma Foundation that working with some local players here in Southern California and, and across the United States, that we can even grow our business year two and then into year three. So we have a long-term plan, a four to five-year plan, and then then we'll figure out where Ralph and I want to go at that age. And we'll Love figure it. out what the next steps are. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I've got lots of other questions I'm excited to ask you and queue up here, but I'm going to show some restraint. I'm going to hold off because, Jim, you and I are going to jump over to our video conversation that, of course, as I mentioned earlier, that then we're going to post on our Mod Golf YouTube channel. So I got to hold off on those for now. So to finish up here, you did sprinkle it in while we were going, but hey, why don't you tell our listeners where they can connect with you and learn more about 460? Colin, thanks for having me on, first of all. And uh, But 460, we're at 460, dot com. We are a one-of-a-kind community, and we're dedicated to enhancing the game of golf for golfers 60 and over. That's what we're all about. Ralph and I are excited, and we appreciate being on your program today. Absolutely. It's, it's my pleasure. So with that, Jim Plum, co-founder of 460. This has been amazing. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. Love what you're doing. Love the energy. This has been aspirational. Said I'm not that many years behind you there. I'm going to be part of the 460 tribe sooner than you may think, and we would I, uh, I look we forward would to want, connecting we with want you, there. you. We want you with us. We want you to be part of our program, our community. Well, uh, you got you got to wait a couple of years, but I'm close. I'm close, but uh, we will definitely connect there. So, hey, Jim, again, thanks so much for joining me today as a guest on the Mod Golf Podcast. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, Colin. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. I mentioned earlier that our episode recordings are made using Zencaster. If you're ready to create your own podcast, start off on the right foot by using Zencaster like I do. Go to our episode show page and click on the link for your 30% 3-month discount or free trial. Zencaster. It's time to share your story. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.